It's Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce. I'm Michael Rand. Uh, Patrick, eventful weekend. You drove to Fargo. Um, I've done that drive about a million times. I do the last leg, too, up to Grand Forks. Um, almost all those times, too. You went there on Saturday when the Gophers made that region final. Saw them beat St. Cloud State 4-1. to A tense game uh, to get to the Frozen Four. I thought it was a pretty well-played game. I think State Cloud State is pretty good, too. But I think the Gophers kind of showed they are the best team in college hockey, I think, in my estimation, and probably yours, too, now in the Frozen Four. Uh, we got a lot to get to, including Wolves, Wild, maybe some Twins talk. But let's start there today, Patrick, just because you, you were there. What, what was the scene like, and what did you see between those two teams? Uh, St. Cloud is uh, really good. I didn't I, I hadn't seen much of them, but, you know, they were number one in the in like sometime in February, and then they didn't finish real strong in the regular season. Uh, ended up having a brutal three-game series with UMD to make it to the uh, the whatever they call that thing in St. Paul. Now. Frozen faceoff, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. frozen faceoff. Uh, and uh, you know, and then they got there and they played North Dakota and then Colorado College and and won that and. Uh, like the coach, I got to see him in action, Brent Larson, really for the first time. Uh, he's an impressive guy, and uh, I, he had him ready, that's for sure. And it was two one. The first period was uh, pretty much all Gophers. Yes, and it was it was uh, only one zero after the first period. Saint Cloud tied it, and then uh, the 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 superstars uh, come to come to the you know, come to the party. Lacombe hits uh, Cooley on that stretch pass down the middle and Cooley goes in and gets a, gets a goal, makes it two to one. And then St. Cloud was going to tie it early in the third period. They gave the net was wide open and somehow the guy shot it into the side of the net instead of into the net. And, yep. uh, and then here's what struck me, Mike, and I pointed this out in a column. They got the three, one goal with about what, eight minutes left. About eight minutes. Yeah. Minutes. Yeah. And, it was a uh, the number three overall draft choice winning the, the draw to a second round NHL pick, who then shot it through a screen by a second round NHL pick, nice to uh, give the Gophers a, a three to one lead and pretty much clinch the game. But they got some high end talent, like they'd like to say in in hockey and. Uh, it's uh, it, it's amazing the number of players on this team that are gonna that are gonna play in the NHL. Probably a dozen yeah. of them. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, in the end, uh, they're loaded up, and and it was a good tough game for them. But uh, it, it, you know, Boston U, Boston U is always always great and then uh either quinnipiac or michigan so it's not going to be a cakewalk no when they get to tampa but uh it's it it it, it certainly uh I, th- I think the gophers go in as uh as a good strong favorite they go into that even with the competition they're facing so uh yes it's uh you know, it is a uh, when you look back uh, when Lamasco got the job, he was a uh, you know he was an easy choice uh, for sure as long as he was going to take it. Now his last act in St. Cloud State, I think they were a number one seed and lost to some you know nobody in the, right. in the first round down in Sioux Falls, and everybody's worried about it being a 
you know, that he was distracted and, and that like that. But his first year he came in, they were pretty mediocre what he inherited. Yes. And to, to see this uh, in year five is uh, pretty sounding. They made the they made the final four, uh, the Frozen Four last year, but there was certainly not the kind of anticipation that uh, you have with this team. That's uh, they got it. They got hammered by Mankato five to one uh, in the for in the semis last year. But uh, right, yeah, this is a this is a different animal. This team, uh, they got a bunch of freshmen that are great, and uh, it's it's a hell of a team. Well, I think they were saying last year they were kind of a year ahead of schedule. That was kind of maybe a more surprising. Frozen Four appearance, but this year, yeah. But what's impressive about watching them is not just the talent. I mean, you got to have talent. That's mm-hmm. that's what wins games. But maybe even compared to some teams with talent and some Gophers teams in the past that had talent, this team got some grit, some determination. Like they don't just have to play pretty. They they can win a lot. They can win multiple ways. And I thought Justin Close was really good in that game too. He kept them in it. In the second period for a while yes. when St. Cloud was taking it to him pretty good, especially after he got that first goal, if he gives up another one in there, he made some good saves in there. If he gives up another one in there, they might not uh, they might not have gotten through, the at least in the way they did, where it was not comfortable yep. in the end, but it was they, they never they never trailed. So they, at least they had that going for him. The other goalie uh, uh, was uh, fabulous in the first year. Yes. Kept them in yes. the game. Caster is his name. Apparently, he was a villainized uh, last year in St. Cloud. He, he, the regular goalie, got hurt, and he played three games and gave up 14 goals. And they said all these horrible things about him on social media. And and uh, but they, you know, they brought in a couple of St. Cloud kids for uh, the the uh, not kids. They look like men. These guys. Well, they've been there a while. This Meyer was his name, and. Uh, and uh, you could see that they uh, they had a toughness about them, and they'd been a little they'd been around for a while, and uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. But this Gopher team, I I talked to Monsko for forty five minutes or so a couple of weeks ago, and uh, whenever I'm asking him about a kid, I always say, "How are mom and dad?" And he, you know, in hockey, and he yes. He has no complaints. He, you know, the, the the superstars' parents are good people. So uh, he doesn't hear anything about my kid didn't get enough power play time. I mean, that's a lot of that's a high school thing to some degree. But it's right. also I'm also in college when the you know these kids parents can be a pain. But uh, he was he was talking about what a good group good group they are, and uh, you know the Middlestad parents. And there's a guy that's. The defenseman Luke is really good, and he doesn't even get any pub on that team. You know, they, right. they, hey, that's the thing about them. They got so many good players that uh, that you focus on that first line, and then you focus on all the de- on the depth of the defense. But uh, you know, the thing they they're not putting anybody on them. I mean, Mason Nevers has played how many games for them, and uh, he's you know a great defensive player, and uh, on the they, they, just, they just they don't put anybody on the ice that's not does they don't put anybody on the ice who isn't going to play pro if he wants to you know? right. so they're not all going to make the NHL but they're all going to play in Europe or someplace if they want to you know so they they are they are talented to say the least yeah I had a former player a long time well uh, you know 20 25 year ago player Casey Hankinson on last week to kind of set up oh, yeah. the 
set up the series. And he was saying, well, one thing about Motsko is that he's done a really good job bringing the alums back that, you know, yeah. I don't think that, that doesn't necessarily show up on the ice, but just the feeling around the program is, has been, has been pretty impressive to him and just Motsko being this kind of welcoming person in addition to being a really good coach. And I think that, I think that kind of shows and kind of how they've been able to not just win, but kind of capture some, some hearts and minds here. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Oh, the other thing is, uh, Mike, how many uh, how many legacies do we have on this team? I was just going to say I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with all the names that I that I grew up, you know, covering or watching. Um, yeah, I, never snuggerud. I mean, yeah. There's got to be eight of them, isn't there? I know count the Brodzinskis. I get very confused as to which Brod. This is the last of the Brodzinskis. Two of them played at St. Cloud, and now this is the right. second offer. And uh, but they. And uh, they all, you know, you know, they, they, they all don't, have, I think all of them have bees as first names too, don't they? they a lot of the them bees. do. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't like that trend in, in name. We, some guy was talking to us the other day and he's, all of his brothers were first, first name C's. And I said, yeah, what, you know, just whatever happened to just naming a Bill, Jim and Timmy, you know, come on, let's, that's not it. We don't have to all have a C or a B or something like that. That's my mini rant for today. There you go. Don't don't give your don't go out of your way to give all your kids uh, the same letter to start their first name. Pick a nice name and get. Don't worry about whether it sounds like the other kid's name. Like it's too confusing for us old sports writers. <laughs> You know, like if you had Tommy Brzezinski and Petey Brzezinski, you'd be able to tell who was who. But the ones with yes. all the first names, it's very difficult. So, anyway. like the Stahl, the Stahl brothers have the have the uh, that they yeah. got it right. They're fine. Yeah, that's that's true. But yeah, they're really good. It's uh, you now you got a week delay. You get the the right. Um, it, it is the most. It is the most uh drawn out season in college sports they take that break in the middle of the season for a couple of weeks and now they take an extra week here to get to the finals and if you're the gophers and the big 10 they didn't have to play the first week right of the big 10 tournament they only played two games in three weeks basically there for a while meanwhile the other guys played seven but yeah i don't know if that's good or bad but uh st cloud's Coach was talking about how worn out his team was after that UND series, you know. So anyway, yeah, well, I'm sure that was a heavy hitting series, but uh, yeah, let me get two of the guys that uh, one or either Larson or Hastings is likely to be the uh, the uh, coach at Wisconsin, I would guess. Huh? Yeah, but that sounds right. That sounds yeah, right. That's what people are. That's the speculation right now. Anyway, I mean, Larson's a little younger guy, and Hastings is, would be good, but he's 57, so you're. You're kind of hiring. If you hire him, you're probably hiring him for five years, you know. But uh, I, I don't know which one is the front runner, but it would probably be one of those two guys. There's also a guy at Rolick is somewhere, an alum who's coaching out Western Michigan or some dang place. I don't know. But uh, 
but one of those guys, Larson's a really impressive guy. So it yeah, him. I don't know. It was kind of an opposite weekend of one we had last weekend when everybody lost. This one, all of a sudden, you got the Gophers in the Frozen Four and the Wolves. Patrick, um, we, you know, we I think we talked about this last week. Like every time you think you can kind of write them off, you can't, and then they, so they they win a couple games, close games against. Um, the Knicks and then the Hawks, they finally win a home game. Then they got to go on this road trip and start at Golden State. Golden State, like 30 and seven at home going into this game. And Wolves, they get Ant back. Cat is back in the mix now. Uh, miraculous uh, recovery stuff that movies are made of, from what I'm told. Um, but uh, <laughs> not this one. Yeah. Three out of 14. And fortunately for him, the last yes. two or three is the one the game for him. Yes. He would be. What's some movie where a guy gets, you know, in Gladiator when he's laying on the ground with a <laughs> with a sword in him and then he rallies to hit that three? I'll say this about Cat. He drives me crazy. I'm still okay if they were able to treat him. But he's the guy I want shooting two free throws. Yes. And he's the guy I want shooting a three yep. when the game's on the line because he's their best. He's their best three-point shooter, and he's their best free thrower. So, uh, and he did. They weren't exactly uh, picture shows, but they were. Uh, you know, they they were. They. Uh, I like the fact that uh, there's a. You know, they they make the steal, and they and rather than mess around and look for some. Yes. Shoddy. The open threes there. He takes it and boom, and yep. all of a sudden, let the other team try to score on you. And boy, did they play great defense. After uh, after Golden State, you got the ball back. Yeah, uh, and the steal that uh, Anderson made on Draymond was uh, fantastic. And then uh, at the end, they guarded him too and didn't yes, give did. made Steph throw some prayer up from down in the corner. And Anthony Edwards was guarding him on that one. So, on. Uh, by the way, they're going to ease Edwards back in. He played thirty four minutes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so he's a warrior. That's for yes, sure. he is is uh, that guy wants to play. And uh, when you saw that ankle injury, you thought it might be a month and when he missed three games. So, yeah. I, you know what they got? They got too much depth. They got, they got some got depth. They really depth. do. I mean, Tarian Prince, he didn't miss a three for two weeks. And right. now all of a sudden he gets eight minutes, nine minutes, something like that. They didn't, he didn't play hardly as much. They got deep depth, as they used to say, you know. So it's a uh, – and Nas, oh, man. Yeah, it'd be great if they figure out a way to keep him, but I don't think they can. Well, not so, if they're going to keep, not if they're going to keep Cat and Gobert. I mean, Nas is going to look at it and say, "There's no, there's not enough minutes for me." If you're going to do that, he's somebody's going to give him a hundred million dollars, maybe, know? or at least you know, at least a a big you know three for sixty kind of thing. He's going to get, uh, yeah, get paid. They're going to give him a lot of money because he is really a valuable player because. Uh, I never thought two, three years ago, you know, you'd say, you know, that guy can handle the ball. <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty right. good ball handler and he's, uh, he is really a good player. And, uh, that's, uh, it, it will be a, it will be a bad loss, but it's, it's funny. I think in, as an observer, I think this has been a great season because, you know, they're, they're not as everybody wants consistency inconsistency is fun and the other thing is they're they've gotten off the deck so often and played great two three-point games one after another 
I don't think there's anything you complain about with this team, uh, except Cat missing 52 games with a sore calf. But uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's another issue. But it's uh, it's uh, uh, and you know I give them credit uh, when they first made the Conley trade. I said, well, a the guy gets hurt for the last two three years, and b uh, he can't shoot and. And he's been a much better. It's it's it that has been a very wise decision by Tim Connolly to bring that guy in here because he's uh, he they they just play a better form of basketball with him here now. They got go bear instead of clogging everything up, kind of slips in there once in a while and gets a layup or a dunk. But uh, I, I just like the way they're playing uh, with Connolly there, and they got. And the other thing about them is, even if they don't have all their guys, they're going to give you a good ball game most of the time. They, right. They got those guys on the bench. Well, and Conley, too. I mean, Hine made this point last week on the show when we was kind of were setting up the Golden State game. But he, you know, he's definitely he's older now. He's 35, 36, somewhere in that range. So he's not the athlete he used to be. But he will give you, um, in especially in spurts, but I think consistently too, he will give you defense. He he's yes. not. I don't think he's the great defender. You know, I don't think he's like a plus plus defender like maybe he was when he was younger. But he will. You know, you saw it on those last few possessions. He he yes. he puts in a defensive effort, and he will get a defensive rebound every once in a while too. He kind of just he just understands how to play defense, and that is a difference from D'Lo for sure. Yeah, and we like to bash NFL, NBA refs because uh, I mean it's an impossible sport to uh, to uh, referee, and then they hold grudges and they make goofy foul calls. But they let you play defense down the down down the stretch. You know they're not yeah. looking. You, they they allow you to play defense on Steph, which they they did, which is you know. If, if this was college and you, you're putting your hands on somebody like that, they'd call a foul right away and uh, put the guy at the line. But they they let – the Wolves were willing to play terrific defense the last two possessions of Golden State, and the referees allowed them to, which is I, I like to see. So, anyway, it was it was a hell of a game, and it was uh, – it was, uh, you know, Cat did at least, you know, as we said, this this would have been a bloody movie before the uh, before the hero <laughs> arose from the thing. But he, uh, he is, uh, he had some quotes. He had some quotes again after the game, though. And his self praise is pretty fantastic. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh, he is. You know what my dad used to say about a guy. Hmm. I'd like to buy him for what he's worth and sell him for what he thinks he's worth. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great expression. But now Cat is being paid what he thinks he's worth. Yes. So, uh, so uh, anyway, but my father used to always say that about a guy. And I don't know. We'll see. They got to, uh, they're going to get in the playoffs and they're going to have a chance to do something, but they're also going to have a chance to bomb out in the, eight nine game too so it's it's uh the uh the unpredictability of it's kind of fun and then when they play good like last night and pull one out it's it's well they, they didn't shoot it that great but the, no when they pull one out like that it's a lot of fun it's been a it's to me it's been an enjoyable season even if it has been erratic it's been an interesting season. It's it's been a very like it, for for news value. It's been fantastic, and we we yeah. still have not settled a single thing in the West. Obviously, they they play the the Kings tonight. It's a it's a tough back to back. Kings pretty 
squarely in third place in the conference now. Um, but you know, by winning this game, you know, they're seventh in the seventh in the West, but they you know five through well, four through 11, still only separated by three and a half games. Um, but the Mavericks and jazz have been kind of falling apart lately. So you're starting to feel wow. better, starting to feel better about top 10. The Mavericks lost twice to the, to the, to Charlotte. Yes. Um, over the weekend, how about uh, how about that? They go get Kyrie for no reason, yes, right? Team comes apart and he doesn't play. He's an idiot. He's not going to play. You know, yeah. you, you trade for him. You're not. You trade for him. You're going to get a guy who's going to play forty games. It's uh, how how many games has he played since he's been there? Four. You know, he hurt all the time. So right, that, that was that was just Cuban wanting to have this dynamic. And the first night he plays, he gets 30 or something. Everybody's excited that he's, right. he, he's an idiot. So, uh, and if, if he's got an excuse not to play, he's not going to play. So, anyway, Dallas is going in the tank, and they, they don't look like they're going to make – and Lucas, you can see how frustrated he is. He got himself another technical. Yeah. Can't play tonight. So, that's good that they screwed the whole thing up. So, there's a team the Wolves can finish ahead of. So. Yes, exactly, exactly. They got that going, and they got um, so they got the Kings and the Suns on this road trip. So that was that was the thing. If they that it felt like that game last night was big. It was a big swing because they lose that game. I don't know if they got a chance at the top six. They still got a decent chance at the play in. But now that they won that, now the rest of this road trip, um, as tough as it is, if they can squeeze one more out, or even if they don't, I think they're still feeling okay because they've got some winnable games at the end here. You lose that one, though, you're in tough shape. But this one now, they're a half game back of the Warriors. They split that season series, and so it'll come down to conference record if it's a head-to-head, and the Wolves are up by one in that now. And they have the tiebreaker against the Clippers, who they're only a game behind now, too. So top six is still in play um, for for them right now. Top eight definitely in play to have two cracks at the play-in. But yeah, I mean, just from... For all the twists and turns, they, it feels like maybe they, you know, are as close to fully healthy as they're going to be at, at a pretty good time. And you're right, the depth when they when everybody's healthy, it's it's a pretty deep team. It's definitely a pretty deep team, and that's not something you could say about a lot of Wolves teams in the past. Sometimes they had a hard time putting five out there that were any good, and now they've got yeah. uh, you know ten or eleven that are pretty decent. Yeah, it's uh, you know last. Uh... Last couple of weeks are going to be going to be outstanding. So what yeah. the heck? People have been supporting them all year. There's a lot of people excited after Cat made those two free throws, historic two free throws. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of a lot of cat love out there on Twitter that I didn't really know existed. But so yeah, that, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. They're they're a, they're an interesting team for sure. Friday against the Lakers at Target Center. Sounds like the Braun could be back for that one. And then Yeah, he played last night. Yeah, he should be all right then. And Saturday, or I'm sorry, the season ender against the Pelicans. Those would be the two to watch at the end because those are gonna be two teams that are right there with them. Yeah. How about how about the Iron Man they got down there? Williamson. What a <laughs> what a fraud he is. Uh he's you know, he was Zion, voted, yeah. people voted that idiot starter on the all-star game he doesn't play never plays Make somebody play he never plays no what he a, does not yeah unbelievable well patrick the wild let's do the wild and i got a twins thing for you at the end but the wild keeps getting points it's not always been pretty lately but pretty impressive that they keep 
keep progressing like this. And they're in first place with like eight, yes, nine games left. It's it's that unbelievable. Not even something anybody considered to put any. It's just not like it's not like last year when there was a couple of teams running away from you, right? Somebody right. had a couple of teams that were gonna go well over a hundred points. But this thing has been you know, even at their worst, they were what seven, eight points from the top in the in right. the West, and uh, not only, not only uh, winning their uh, division, they could win the conference. You yeah. know, they're only two, three points back in that too. Vegas and uh, I don't know who else is up there. I looked at this morning, and uh, yeah, it's it's been an amazing run. It certainly hasn't. Now it always gets distorted because you get those free losses. You know you can right. you you can lose, and uh, it's not a you know to, when people list the record they don't say you're fourteen and three. They say you're fourteen one and two or right. something. Like that. But uh, it's it's been a you know those are the rules, and you can get those free points even when you get beat. And uh, it's it's been an incredible run and. Uh, Obviously, uh, some of the pickups that uh, Garen made have uh, really paid off, and they got one more guy coming. Nyquist is supposed to be a really good player. He was available because he's hurt all the time. But, uh, you know, they might get him for the playoffs too. So, you know, the thing about it is Hmm. you go in there as a number one seed and you get the home ice advantage, and it means nothing in hockey anymore. Yes. The crowd goes absolutely nuts, and it's crazy when it starts. In the first five minutes, everybody's screaming, and after that, the home ice is gone, and the other, the other teams, you know, the NHL in the last few years. Uh, I'm just going off the top of my head, but I'd say the home teams are winning about fifty-five percent of the playoff series. It's uh, it, and I know that when you get down to like. Game seven at home, the visitors win a yeah. lot more than the home team. So it's a, it has become a very random game. But it it would help if you win the division because you're going to get to play a bad team, a, a, a lesser team, not yeah. a, bad, a much lesser team. If you uh, you know if you get to this, I looked who the seven eight teams are. I think Seattle's one of them, and uh, who they play tonight, and, and they aren't bad, but. Uh, you're going to get to play a lesser team if you end up winning that uh, winning the division. That's for sure. Yeah, because you wind up two or three, you're going to have to play. You know, either, either Colorado Dallas. or Dallas, and that's yeah. that's no yeah, picnic. You don't, want you don't want Colorado. It looks like Colorado. Colorado's coming on, though. Although Colorado's not beating anybody six to two, you know, like they did last year. They're 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 become more of a defensive grinder from their scores the way I look at them. three to a lot of three and twos and stuff like that. So so of the wild, I mean that's that's the thing. Dean Evison got them to play like this, even though they were, you know, they've, they got some up and down to them occasionally still, but uh, they they've been winning a lot more three to one games this year than the the six to five yeah. scrambles last year. But yeah, you're right, Patrick. They've got Seattle tonight. Then it's Colorado, Vegas, Vegas in the next three after that, and that'll tell you a lot about. What Are they is at gonna... Colorado or here? Uh, that Colorado. is at Colorado. Yeah. On yeah Wednesday. But, but I mean, it's been a, uh, either way, no matter how it turns out, it's been a fantastically better season than I thought it was going to be. Remember when they, we go back to when they started off and they, yeah, they were you know, 20 six, goals in three games. Yeah. And then you, you kind of thought, okay, how are they ever going to get this put together? Cause it just seemed like they'd, they you know they lost Fial and uh, right. but 
they've made up for the loss of him and uh boldy is turning into a star and uh, yes it's been a it's been pretty amazing and the goalie you know the other thing is the secret mvp on this team has been gustafson absolutely because yep. if they had you know nobody thought he was going to be a player. I mean, he was mediocre as could be in uh, Ottawa, right? And yes, uh, and now he's, uh, you know, now he's. It's you don't know who's going to be your number one goalie here, but they're basically equal now. So he'll still start the flower in the playoffs, though they wouldn't hurt the flower's feelings, would they? I don't know. Started. I don't know. I I don't know what you're going to do there. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I think one I think thing, you're... one thing for sure, they won't tell us in advance. No. <laughs> No. It's like it'll be like as I said, I said this a couple of weeks ago, it'll be like Jacques and all three. I'm not telling you who the goalie is, you know. He's, no, yeah. Yeah, he had he had two of them and he nobody nobody uh, I love hockey and their secrets. They're fantastic. Right. They're amazing. Lower body a uh, lower body, upper body, yeah, that's amazing. That's uh... uh, we still haven't publicly revealed that Kaprizov's a hamstring, have we? No, it's just lower body. He's progressing nicely, but progressing from what? Hamstring. Nobody would ever know. Don't let him fool you. It's a hamstring. Okay. okay. Um, hey, I got a, uh, you got a new, you got a new hero on the twins. If he wasn't your hero already, hero already, Sonny Gray is your yes. new hero, Patrick. He's ripping, ripping the whole idea of four and five inning starts. And I don't know, if this was more of a, a shot at the organizational philosophy or a shot at some of the guys they had on the team last year that were happy to pitch four or five innings like Chris Archer or Dylan Bundy, but that Bundy did not want to pitch five innings. No, you're Bundy right. Bundy was Archer. That's all he was capable of. And it was a stupid signing to start with. And, but Bundy, they hooked, they, they basically told Bundy, even if he got him out for five innings, they had no confidence in him, and uh, they took him out. I remember one game he pitched against the Angels when they didn't have Trout. Yes. In a lineup, 64 pitches, one hit, cruising, and they hooked him anyway, five innings. And, uh, it, you know, it. I, I would never I would never say that he lacked competitiveness. He okay. just wasn't that good, but... Uh, uh, I, I think Gray was ripping the organizational philosophy, you know, and uh, I agree with him. And I like the fact he's a guy who's going to say whatever's on his mind. He's not going to worry about hurting anybody's feelings. No. So, anyway, it's uh, it. I I uh, I get concerned with their rotation simply because it's five right-handers. I, and then the, yes. the, the guys in the wings. Barlin, he's right-handed. Over's yep. right-handed. They don't have yep. a left-handed starter in the, you know, Richardson, Woods, Richardson. The, their top eight, nine starters are all right-handers. What's wrong with getting a lefty? I know. I know. What well, the- they made they made all these trades, and they still couldn't trade for a lefty. I guess the the it's a it's a pretty hot commodity, I guess. But yeah, you're right. That the right-handedness of the of the I, uh, is a concern. I uh, as the season approaches, I uh, hate their uh, run scoring potential. Yes, I, they're weak behind a plate, and neither the Vasquez can hit. And you're going to get sick of watching him because he's going to play 100 games. The other guy worked hard. You got Gallo playing first; he's going to hit 190. You got uh, second baseman, you know, New Polanco probably not going to play for a month. You got Correa; he'll be fine. You got Miranda; he can hit. Hopefully, 
he better be able to hit. He's going to hit in the middle of the lineup. Larnick in the left, another left-handed hitter. Kepler in right, another left-handed hitter. And Michael A. Taylor can't hit. And, no. and excuse me, slap my mouth, Michael Taylor. He doesn't need an A because the other guy's been out of the league for six years. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, a Michael Taylor can't hit. So what are you going to do? Are you going to pitch hit for him in the eighth inning against the left-handed pitch against the right-handed pitcher and then let Nick Gordon play center field or something? Is that yeah. what you're going to do? I mean, I don't like the lineup at all right now. I, I, who's, who's in the middle of the lineup? Yeah, Who's, I mean, you, you take Kirilov and Polanco. You take Kirilov and Polanco out of that thing, and it looks a lot less, oh, it, yeah, a lot Kirl, less formidable. Kirilov's a sad deal because yeah, that bad guy was going to be a hitter, man. That kid could hit, and uh, who knows? They were lying to us the whole time. They got Gallo because they were worried about. They not worried. They knew Kirilov wasn't going to play. They got this Solano out of nowhere, and none of us were smart enough to say. Why are they getting this guy? Yeah. And it was because Polanco's not going to be ready to play. And, uh, you know. And they, Taylor for Buxton. Taylor, Taylor for Buxton. So they basically have announced. Didn't it sound like Rocco was saying Buxton's going to DH for the first half of the season? And then I don't we'll know. See. That's the way it sounded. I mean, Buxton, now maybe he'll be an improved hitter this year. Maybe he'll have worked on his – on his approach more, his bat to ball skills his bat to ball skills <laughs> think he was miguel sano last year home run or strikeout and i think it's gonna be i think this year with the new pitching approach you're gonna have more strikeouts maybe i think i think the major league baseball's gonna have more strikeouts with this with this uh speed up i'm all in favor of it yes. i think it's great but there's gonna be more strikeouts and uh and that's not certainly what they were looking for. But if you, if you get your choice between more strikeouts and and faster games, uh, I'd take more strikeouts. No, absolutely. Yeah, you, gotta be, you gotta get the game over with. So anyway, it's uh you know, you like the you, you know, baseball and I was down in spring training for forty some years, so I get more revved up for it to start, obviously, than I am now, but uh I uh I, I, I'm not terribly optimistic about this team. So yeah, I, the, the pitching is going to be better. But yeah, I like the pitching. I like the defense, generally speaking, especially up the middle. Although Polanco being out hurts, and if Buxton's not your center fielder, that's you know it's a dent there. But in you know, Gallo not being an outfield, being in first base, there's just a lot of things that I liked about it before we got some of this injury news but the pitch the pitching could hold them together for a while and by the way if, if people missed the sunny gray quote it was pretty good he said i don't think we're interested in going four innings and being happy i feel like we have a group had a group last year that was pretty content with going four innings where four and five innings is considered a good start i disagreed with that then i disagree with that now but i feel like just the guys we have aren't content with it either which is what you want in a rotation i think like rocco got asked about he said um, it's my job to decide when they pitch, how long they pitch, and how we win games. He said, Sonny's a tremendous competitor, and I want our guys to always want to be out there and get the next out. So there you go. There you go. We'll see how so, that plays out. So Rocco didn't like the quote, in other words. Uh, He's, he but, said he liked Gray's spirit, uh, his yes. eagerness to pitch well. I don't know if he likes yeah. the idea that he's getting challenged on the uh, the five and the five and hook, but uh, I don't know. You, you would, If you don't have a great bullpen, which they didn't last year, 
it's even more curious. They had 110 starts, Phil Miller wrote, with, of five innings or fewer last year, the most in major leagues. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pathetic, that, that's for sure. And uh, Well, it, it, as you've, we pointed out, you put yourself in that situation where you're putting Chris Archer, poor Chris Archer, in a situation where he hasn't pitched in like three years, and he's, you know, he's a small guy, and he's, and and so you, you basically started the season telling him try to give us four, right? Yeah, you told him that, and he never, and they never, and it was never a possibility he was going to become more than a four or five inning pitcher. But they kept him. He ended up making what twenty some starts, right? right. So they they put themselves in that situation. This is this is certainly a lot better now. Maeda hasn't looked good down there in spring training. No. So if to see if he's come back or not. But uh uh yeah, it's it, it you never know. It depends upon the vibe of the season too. Teams get off to you know, last year they played way better than we thought they were gonna for about four months and then went in the tank. But uh, even with the bad pitching, so uh but who knows? But I eternally, I think the division's better and they're worse. So yeah, that's that. I'm not. They're not worse than the team that finished. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. You know, they're. You know, with Buxton not playing center field and with Polanco not in the lineup, they're they're worse than they were last year. No Kirloff, who they didn't have for a lot of last season. But I, you know, this lineup is. Joey Gallo is going to hit 190. Okay, he gets a lot of walks. Big deal. He's an okay. Uh, he's a. He, I think he'd be good at first base, but uh, I, I'm not a big Joey Gallo fan. I don't. I don't think the number one need was to replace the nose strikeouts. So that's right. right. Yeah, and they, they sent Ober down too. I guess that wasn't terribly yes. surprising when you kind of read read the tea leaves. They, but... they want to see him stretched out. They got to keep yeah. him. Stretched out, which is a bunch of BS. I want to see. Him, I want to see guys get outs. He's he's, yeah. he's one of the best pitchers in the spring. Yeah, he was. Uh, Colin Bay too. Colin Bay didn't give up a run all spring. Although you know, you don't know how that's yeah. going to go. But uh, that, I I would keep over and let that Cole Sands go. He's not anything to write no. home. Basically, he's basically what we used to call the mop catcher. <laughs> he's the mop yes. when somebody gets knocked out early, but. Uh, I, I think over uh, would, have, would have helped in the bullpen because I'm right-handers wouldn't want to face that guy in game situations. No, nope. uh, I don't know. They, they they make so few decisions based on what they see in spring training now. That used to be the when I covered it way back when it was like who's going to make the club here the last three? Who's going to have those last three four spots? They made their determinations weeks in advance and uh i think the only guy who you know, we didn't know was going to make the club that's going to make the club is will castro right and, that, and that's because Blanco uh is hurt so that's anyway i don't i don't i don't anticipate i don't sense much anticipation around here either for the start of the twin season do you they're 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 pleading like hell for people to buy opening day tickets so I yes think, I don't think they're going to have a sellout on opening day. No, I don't think they're going to be close to a sellout on opening day. From what I've, from what I've been able to gather, um, it's yeah. I think they're going to have to, they got to win some hearts and minds. You know, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like people get more revved up for baseball and ridge the sounds. I feel like when you have a nice March, you, people start to think about baseball more. When you start on March 30th and it hasn't been over 45 degrees here, people have a hard time 
kind of getting ready for baseball, but I think that it'll, it'll change if they play well. I mean, that's just, it's just, it's like the, the dumbest thing, but like, you got to win, you got to win. And then people will come to come to your games and people will get re-engaged. And, you know, they did that for a while last year. They didn't really capture people's imagination so much last year. Cause I think a lot of people thought that that was a little bit tenuous and it, it turned out to be tenuous. So I, I think they, I think they're still improvement mode with a lot of fans. And if they, if they put a good team out on the field, then I think by the summertime, maybe they'll start to, draw a little bit better but you know we'll we'll see uh one more thing brian yeah. dutcher i was gonna say old-fashioned basketball there baby guard the living bejeebers out of you rebound and uh keep grinding and uh you never know what's gonna happen this final four is amazing the lowest ratings in the history of basketball well, nobody Florida. better than a four nobody better than a four seed no, it's it is astounding, and and UConn, nobody can come within twenty five points. No, what happened? I don't get it. They're killing everybody. Yeah, and, uh, and whenever they go to the final four, they win it. Too, so yeah. they're gonna be the favorites right now. But wouldn't it be oh, yeah. great? Wouldn't it be great if this collection of uh, interesting characters from Florida Atlantic ends up winning? They could win it. I mean, they're anybody can win it. It's a nine. Florida Atlantic is it's a nine versus a five, and then Miami UConn's a five versus a four. I mean, this is just like it's wide open. I mean, UConn, you're right. They've been they've been knocking everybody out, but they you know they were probably a four seed for a reason. They can throw a clunker up at any moment here. Yeah, and uh, my I said this on Twitter last night, but. This Jim Laranaga yeah. is the perfect coach for Miami because they are spending more NIL money than anybody to bring in these transfers. But he looks like this trustworthy old grandfather. He wouldn't be part of any <laughs> like this. There's buying everybody they can get their hands on down there in both women's and men's basketball. And but they got grandpa. It's like when Johnny Wooden had the biggest crook in, <laughs> in college basketball working for him. But we all said, oh, look at John. What a dignified old guy he is. <laughs> uh, uh, that's Larry is that way, too. He said, oh, yeah, just he, grandpa's going to come over here and talk to us in his <laughs> quiet voice for two minutes. Meanwhile, the guys are getting their cash on the way to the locker room. <laughs> that's and, amazing. Uh, it's great, isn't it? It's a great, it is amazing the way things are going. Now, somebody told me this, and I think the guy's insane, but he's an inside gopher guy. Okay. That that the bidding on Evans finally stopped at eight hundred thousand. What? Eight hundred thousand dollars? He told me this. He was he was thought he knew what he was talking about. So wow. I, I don't believe it. Because the guy's thirtieth in the country or something. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, in that case, I wouldn't have gone to Minnesota either. <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, there's millions of guys in the transfer portal, though. It'll be interesting to see who they end up with here. Because maybe he, maybe they'll get the women. Maybe they'll get the women's coach's uh, son, Plitzelite. He's in the he's yeah. in the portal now. Yeah, well, they might get him. He was actually a really good player, I guess, till he got injured, but. Uh, uh, but that was also in Division Two. But hey, we're getting Par Parker, Parker Fox back any day now, so don't worry about it. He's about 28 years old now, but well, we can't wait for him. So anyway. he'll fit in the WCHA. All right, all right, we're Patrick. Starting to take the portal seriously, though, according to AD Coyle. So yes. Well, we 
two and a half years late on that baby, but that's okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Patrick. All right. All right see you. Goodbye. Bye.